Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Loose Cannons are on the air. What are we doing? Steve Hartman, number one, and Mike Costa. Sucks. On Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Welcome to our Monday edition, the Loose Cannons on your home of everything San Diego sports. Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. What's up, Steven? I feel pretty good after Friday. You know, we were out there at Park in the Park, and Padres had a nice come-from-behind victory. Very nice to see. I know they lost a couple over the weekend, but they (sighs) extended the winning streak to five. Huge! So Come on! But to be fair, you're still not off the hook. I'm not. I'm not. not off the hook. Not off the hook. As we established with Tom Seidler, uh, yeah, it doesn't work unless I am in the ballpark uh, pass the first pitch, and they win the game. All right, so, so uh, we got lots to talk about. And, uh, well, we have uh, a big story here to open up our show today. You know, and I go back to uh, Friday when I did the double duty. As you know, I sat in with uh, double dipper. Nick Hardwick to do the morning show before right. we did our afternoon show at PECO. Uh, Nick joins us right now, and I guess, Nick, this explains why on Friday you were insistent that this is the greatest <laughs> offensive line uh, in the history of the Chargers. <laughs> Not in the history of the Chargers. I am, I am excited about the makeover. I'll tell you that much. I think it was addition by sub- subtraction with this offensive line. I think it's the work ethic engine of a football team. And when you got guys who can't consistently show up to work the same way monotonously day in and day out, that your team suffers for it. And I think an offensive line, with young guys infused in it, moving Matt Slauson from the mental position to the tough guy spot at left guard is going to do nothing but help this offensive line out. By the way, the uh, big announcement today that Nick will once again be part of the Charger broadcast team coming up in 2017. Congratulations to you, Nick. You know, the thing we've been talking about is you are a football player, a Charger for life. And when you have an opportunity to be part of the NFL scene, that's a very difficult thing to let go of. The thing that's hard for me to let go of that I realized after months of kind of digging through emotions and doing a little soul searching and figuring out who I am and what makes me drive is, like you said, Steve, I'm a football player. I'm a football guy. My life, my foundation, my family, we're all built on the success that I had playing football. Even my broadcasting career is based on the football career that I had prior to broadcasting. And I can't shake the habit. I can't quit it. It's too much a part of me. It's who I am. It was who I was destined to become. I walked onto the football team my fourth semester at Purdue, and by fate I became a third-round pick to the San Diego Chargers and played 11 years for them. I literally broke my neck for that franchise. I was a captain for five years for them. I can't put them down. I tried. Believe me, I tried so hard, guys, to quit the NFL. I wanted to go agnostic. I wanted to just be done with it (laughs) and to find other sports. 
And I have. I have found the Padres, and I have found a real love for that ball club, for those young players there. But we go to the Super Bowl and do coverage from Radio Row, and I fall back in love with the NFL. And then I realize, come draft time, I only care about one team, guys. I only care about those Chargers. I only care about the moves that they're making. And I found myself getting so excited over the draft that I would be lying to myself if I were to not admit that I care deeply about this ball club. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself. And I'm not going to just suppress my feelings because I said something three months ago in the heat of the moment. And I don't feel beholden to that. That was pure, unadulterated passion. I was scared. I was angry. Everything came out in vitriol towards the organization. And I've let them know why I said what I did. I've had meetings with Dean, with Susie, with John, with AG, with all of the vice presidents of the organization. I've let them know why I felt the way I did. They told me why they did things the way they did. We've come to terms. And I think people can kind of put it into terms with you're maybe sitting around the Thanksgiving table and something comes up and you don't agree with it. You say something that you may regret to your uncle or to your aunt. And months later, when the emotion subsides, you kind of get clarity on the whole situation and you, you realize that I regret what I said. I do. I regret what I said. Not that I don't love San Diego, but I also love the Chargers. And the important thing for me, the, the real clarity came when realizing that there's not mutual exclusivity between those two. Being a San Diegan and being a Charger fan, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both if you like. Nick, I remember I called my grandmother a, a fat cow at Christmas dinner one year, and I got cut out of the will. So I'm happy to <laughs> happy to hear that you're back in, you know, with the uh, with the Chargers. Nick, a lot of people have assume are assuming right now that you and Jamie have in fact purchased a new home in Los Angeles. Can you set the record straight, please? No, we haven't. In fact, we'll be at the Padres game on Friday night at seven <laughs> ten to see him take on the Kansas City Royals. No, okay, I, no, that's that's not the truth. I don't know where life's going to take us, but I love being in San Diego. we got a really healthy lifestyle here that we've enjoyed, that people have been nothing but supportive to us, and we're thankful for every day we get here. It's just been tremendous, and I think it's a big part of the other big part of us, which is that healthy lifestyle and being able to be outside and involved in healthy foods and walking every day and access to yoga and Pilates and it's a big part of our life, and the Padres have taken over a significant portion of our life. I can't tell you how much we watch that ball club. I mean, we are there. We've probably been to 20 games this year. It's nonstop on my TV. We watch every Padres point of view. It's just part of who we are. But in no way by me accepting the job is that me saying San Diego is not good enough or San Diego. It, it's not any comment towards San Diego, it's a comment on my passion, which is Charger football and following my passion. And honestly, I hope everybody would just pursue their passion. And I know I'm going to get a lot of feedback negative from this. And I've already received negative. I received positive and I'm cool with it because it's my decision to make. It's my life to live. And I think if we all just pursue our own passions and we'll, 
be a lot happier there. Well, Nick, first of all, your allegiance to the city of San Diego is uh, tenfold uh, over probably the rest of us. I mean, you, you you and Jamie, the boys are everywhere, you know, Gulls games, Padre games. You have an allegiance to the city of San Diego that is unwavering. We get that. Plus, the other factor is your dear friend Philip Rivers. I mean, he's only got so many years left. How much does that mean to you to sort of be part of his ending of his career, whatever that may hold his future with the Chargers? How much of a factor was that? <laughs> it's a huge part of it. Phillip's everything. He's everything to the franchise. He still means a lot to a lot of San Diegans, and he'll always mean a lot to me. And I think in some weird way, I just kind of want to keep an eye on him. I just feel obligated to be around him, to watch the end of his career, and to be able to take part in such a magnificent magnificent human's life and to be able to call the games and to be able to transmit to people on the radio what I'm seeing from such an unbelievable human. I want more people to know about Philip Rivers than they know about now. I, people need to know how good a guy can be. They need to know how deeply somebody can care and how passionate they can be and how they can love God so much, how they can love their family so much, and how they can love their career so much. Everybody needs to know a Philip Rivers in their life, and I'm lucky to have found mine when I got drafted to the team in 04. Nick, I remember when you retired and you, you kind of jumped both feet into the, the media aspect of things, and then you took a little time off, because that wasn't a, a switch that was easily flipped. And then, you know, trying to, as you said, trying to, to pull for another team or trying to be a fan of another team, it's it's not a switch that is so easily flipped. And I think that's what a lot of people are having problems with today is not really knowing. It's one thing when you cover the team, but when you also have played for that team, given your neck and blood for that team, it's it's. It's almost you like, mean like you and the Raiders. A hundred percent. It's like <laughs> it's, it, it wouldn't work. It's like it, a drug for you. Well, it certainly is. And one thing I always say about when you've played alongside of somebody is that if you fought with somebody, if you fought alongside of somebody, Chris Dillman and I can look in one another's eyes and know exactly what the other person is thinking at all times. And that bond that is forged by fighting next to somebody or fighting for somebody or fighting on somebody's half. You can't get rid of that. You can't just tear. It's not a bandaid you can tear off. Mm -hmm. You become attached. It's part of who you are. It's part of the makeup of my entire story for my entire life is this was the pinnacle moment when, when I die and they do my eulogy or write on my gravestone, it's part of that story is going to be, played for the San Diego Chargers from 04 to 14 and a big significant part that's probably going to be in whatever exists that resembles a newspaper. So it's impossible for me to separate my team and my past from my emotions. I can't go cold blooded and care about the Green Bay Packers or the Oakland Raiders or any other team around the National Football League. And frankly, it's hard to care about other sports. My sport is football. I have that mindset. It is ingrained in me, and it was ingrained from an early age. I was built to play that sport. I have that kind of mindset. So it's not going anywhere. My passion for the sport, it doesn't leave me. Well, that would change if the WNBA came to San Diego. I guarantee you that. But uh, 
Hey, Nick, uh, uh, Nick, congratulations again. Uh, I know you'll have much more on your decision on your own show tomorrow morning, because I know this story broke late in your show this morning. So uh, we'll be listening tomorrow, 6 to 9, Hardwick and Richards, with uh, more uh, on uh, Nick's future uh, as part of the Charger broadcast team. Nick, all the best, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for the time, guys. Appreciate the support. Thanks, right, brother. There he is, uh, Nick Hardwick. I, I, you mentioned the Raiders. Yeah. And that that's somebody in, on a much smaller scale than what Nick has been dealing with since he stopped playing. Right. That's coming to me and saying, Costa, today you got to drop a cold turkey. You've got to go be a fan of, let's say, Nick's of the Green Bay Packers. Impossible. No, you can't do it. You well, just can't drop it and flip the switch and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to support that team. Anymore. First of all, no matter what Nick says, it's not going to change people's minds. Okay, no, and we, we it's, see it's, it on social media. I mean, sure. Nick obviously stating his case, and you either support him or you don't. Uh, the decision is his, obviously. Um, and and as far as you know, this is something. By the way, we've been talking about for months. In fact, just Friday, we did a poll at SportsSD.com on the Canon page, talking about. Uh, what is more relevant right now? Mm-hmm. Basically, where is relevant, and that could be good or bad between the Padres and the Chargers. Um, but I again, Nick has to make up his own mind. What's yeah. best for his family? What's best for him right now? And he will. He knows that he's in the firing line. And, and as you said, he'll he'll be answering and talking about it more in his show tomorrow. Yeah, he, he's not going to shy away no, from it. I guarantee no. you that. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring him on because he didn't really have a chance to sort of state his case on his own show today. But, again, this is not one way of saying, well, you need to support Nick Hardwick right now. No, I mean, it's it, he just stating his case right now. Yeah. Uh, and we certainly would give him that opportunity because he's a dear friend and uh, – has had a great broadcast career. Did a great job last year on the Charger broadcast. In a very short amount of to do so. Yeah, in a very short amount of time, he has grown leaps and bounds. But it, but one one of the angles that that we keep talking about Costa is whether or not um, people are evolving. Not everyone is. I get that. I mean, there are people who are like you know dead, dead as a doornail. Nothing ever sure. will get me back on with the Chargers. But I think Nick even said it. What he said was, look, he was angry. He was public about it. It hurt because, first of all, remember this. He was out there campaigning for Measure C. 100%. I mean, he was out there leading the charge yeah. as far as doing whatever it took. He wasn't just talking the talk. He was walking the walk. He was showing up where they wanted him to show up. Right. And he he was out there physically and and visually trying to keep the Chargers in San Diego, much more than anybody else here, to be honest with you, because, frankly, I, I didn't think it was possible, but he he would not give up. And so when they did leave, and I remember listening to Hardwick and Richards that morning when Judson read that statement that Thursday morning. Oh, because yeah. you remember, I went on with Nick the night before that Wednesday when it broke the Adam Schefter story. Nick and I were rushed into Kogo. <laughs> and right. Nick was insisting that this was like a, a last-second power play by oh, the Chargers. He, he, yeah, he even said they're not going to move. They're not moving. It's a last-second power play. You know, and it's uh, and li- he's literally saying that as Judson is reading the statement, like right up to it. So, I mean, he, he was devastated. Of course he was. No question about that. But you got to look at everything, at least for him. It may not be right for you. And, you, and, you, and again, 
Nick can handle himself. He's a big boy. Whatever you say, of one way or the can. other, he can handle. But how that. many times in the course of a day do you say something and go, "Ah, oh, crap! I wish I hadn't said that." Well, I say that every day. I, I do that like every five minutes, and people are are making it seem like, "Oh my God, you!" And like he broke the world's greatest promise or something. Nick's a human being. We all make mistakes. We all say things. We don't. Well, mean I, I, I've been a loose cannon for a long time. I've you, said a lot of you things, above all, which is why nobody <laughs> trusts me. It's like one of those like, you know, every day. What are you going to say today? What are you going to say today? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I'm sort of fleet flowing everything else. Right. I mean, uh, but anyway, uh, and by the way, it's a free forum, you know, as far as uh, your thoughts out there. 570-1360 at Canter Harbin Acosta 1360. Text us 70470. Um, by the way, we're following another big story today, Costa. We're going to have much more of this coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. By the way, this hour of the Cannons is brought to you by Claim Jumper, now open at a new location, San Diego Bayside, inside the Wyndham Harbor Drive. And uh, that is what's going to be going on with uh, City Council right now. We're going to oh, have some man. updates later on. Yeah, Jack Cronin is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Some, right. uh, some so things are going on today. right now. So we're going to have much more of that right. at the bottom of the hour. Uh, by the way, the poll that we did on Friday was a, it was an interesting <laughs> poll. Well, first of all, we have no idea what the results are still. Yeah. <laughs> we know we got a lot of people voting on the poll. There's a dangling Chad somewhere that we're still not able to identify. But it really came down to the relevance of the... The Chargers, good or bad, and I and I and I've said this before. I will continue to say it as we sit here in 2017, and the Chargers move to LA is very fresh. And you know, cost the next week, uh, that'll be it. They have That's right. mandatory uh, mini, camp. mini camps the 13th through the 15th. And that's it. They uh, move out, and yeah. they are officially completely exited. But good or bad, even if you're hating on the Chargers right now, you can't say you're not going to sneak a look. Even if you're rooting for them to go 0-16 or 0-forever, you're you're still going to, at least initially, because time will fade. You know that. Rivers retires or Gates or some of the other guys – you know, although there are some Brooklyn Dodger fans that still haven't given up on their team after all these I years. I do not begrudge any of the Charger fans here in San Diego who have not faltered one bit. Yep. And are saying, okay, they're up in LA. I'm still a Charger fan. And there's the other ones who went through the, you know, we call them lightly, half heartedly, the, the stages of grief with this team. Hate, vitriol, burn the jersey. Oh, well, I'm kind of over it. And then drafts here. And then, oh my God, the season's back. I'm still engaged with that team. It's part of being a fan, and you're not wrong for any sort of mindset that you have with the team. By the way, if you have something to say directly to Nick, don't go through us. No. Tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, he'll take all your, you know, if you want to comment about it, great. But if you have something to say to Nick, we are not the people to go through. He's his own man. He can answer all your questions tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. I can't wait to listen to the show, by the way, tomorrow morning. But if you will have some thoughts about the sort of allegiance, as he said, a very difficult decision back and forth, we can certainly uh, talk about that. Let's go to Eddie. Eddie, welcome. You're on with the Loose Cannons. Hi, guys. What's up, Eddie? First of all, I like Nick. I'm a, I hope he has a great career up there with the Chargers and all. But I have a list of five passionate words. One, Spanos. Two, Fabiani. Three, Tomlinson, four, Hardwick, and five, boo! Mm, all right, well, again, Eddie, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. Uh, and that's, like I said, if you if you want to say anything directly to Nick, say it to Nick. 
Yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning, six to nine. Should be good. But I know I look at uh, Spanos. His situation's not approved in San Diego. Fabiani will always be the F word here in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that. The booze. Can we can we get a little taste of the booze? Because we we sort of miss the booze, you know, we, we sort of we, we sort of lost that love of the booze. Uh, yeah, yeah, still. I get it. I get oh. it. And it's what I hear when I come walking out of the bedroom every day. So I understand. I understand being hated. I understand that. I understand that very, very well. All right. Uh, we'll get more of your reaction out there. 570 1360 at Canna Hartman Acosta 1360, Texas at 70- With the Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 0470, but the big story, other big story today Oof. is uh, what's going on right now. City Council is meeting uh, to talk about whether or not to give the thumbs up on the $5 million necessary to actually hold a special election in November, not just for Soccer City, but also the raising of the TOT for the expansion of the convention center. And city council member and big supporter of Soccer City, Scott Sherman weighs in. He sounds a little nervous. You're going to hear what Scott had to say coming up next. Cannon's rolling along with you on this Monday. Make sure you get in for the Cannon Shot of the Day. Whether you're listening in the Inland Empire on Fox Sports 1350 or right here on Extra 1360, call us at 570-1360. Tweet at us or use our text line. Start your message with XTRA and uh, text it to 70470. Casa, we were talking about coming up on uh, June 19th. That's the day that we had sort of circled on when the city council was going to vote on whether or not to move forward and actually have a special election in November. Well, today... They are already meeting, talking Mm. about whether or not to approve the $5 million necessary to hold the special election. And understand this, it is an even vote. I mean, it is split right down the middle. And understand how this works. If the city council decides not to approve the $5 million, then by all accounts, there's not going to be... A special election. And I know we're going to have Jack in at, at 5 o'clock. There's, there's one thing I do not know um, as far as the special, ele- ele- uh, excuse me, special election is concerned. Can FS then say, all right, you guys don't want to spend taxpayers' dollars. We're go- we'll finance in the special election ourselves. I don't know the answer to that. I think Jack Jack will join us in the 5 o'clock area to talk about this. I do know this. Listening this morning, Scott Shermer is on with Hardwick and Richards, a city council member who, as you know, is a big supporter of Soccer City, which we found interesting considering he was the most outspoken that he would do whatever was necessary to get the NFL back 
into San Diego. Suddenly he went from being the big, I will make sure the NFL is back here in San Diego to, hey, let's bring soccer to San Diego. But, uh, you know, he tweeted out on Friday that people should have their voices heard in November when it counts. So obviously he's a big proponent of this special election in November. So this morning with Hardwick and Richards, he had some interesting things to say uh, and talked about this is disenfranchising voters. The only choice then would be to come up and offer to personally pay for the $5 million special election. And that can be done. I mean, it ha- it's happened in the past where people have paid for things. But to me, there's no more important thing to fund than the people's right to vote. And when you gather that many signatures that quickly, that's an express desire by the voters that we want our right to vote. And if you move it to the next election a year and a half from now, then you are expect, you know, implicitly getting in the way of the people's right because soccer, the soccer community has already said after December, if there's no solution here, then they're making their decisions on the teams and where they go. And the people who sign those signatures won't get to vote on what they signed for. And that's just a violation of their constitutional rights, in my opinion. Not to mention the FS uh, investor people, the soccer city people, probably could have some legal recourse at that point, too. Yeah, but isn't it also my right as a citizen of the United States to say, uh, I don't want my taxpayers going to a special election? Oh, by the way, which was in Measure L that we agreed upon. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean th- that's a bit of a spin there from uh, Councilman Scott Sherman. The idea that because you got 100,000 signatures that you're entitled to have a special election paid for by the city. Yeah. Well, he just answered our question. You can pay for your own special election. That, w- that would be an interesting twist, though. I mean, if, if you're an opponent of it, I mean, right. it would, the spin is, wow, they even had to pay their own way. Exactly. I mean, how desperate are they to yes. get your vote that they're willing to dump $5 million? Well, you know, what, what what is their alternative here right. in spending that kind of money to get themselves <laughs> On the ballot, and they, but they will also spin it as we are so sure that this is going to go through and be a positive. Well, the commercials are everywhere now, right? Yeah, think about what they're paying just for those very bad commercials. By the way, well, you see the new Landon Donovan one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shot down at uh, in someone's high school AV room. Uh, here's another one from Scott Sherman. Uh, they asked him, kind of, you know, lay out what happens going forward. Today uh, we are voting on the mayor's budget, and the budget as it sits now has. $5 million set aside for a special election to deal with uh, the convention center expansion and the soccer city proposal. And there's a bunch of council members, uh, maybe enough, who are talking openly about not funding the election and denying the soccer city people their will, their, their right to vote. Oh, I, again, I'm not quite sure what he says there. I mean, it's up to the, from the very get go. Here, here's what I do not understand about this stance from uh, City Councilman Scott Sherman. In the beginning, when we first heard about Soccer City, right after the Chargers left town, there wasn't even going to be a vote. In other words, no. they they could get a direct approval of City Council. The vote only happened after they were able to get the 100,000 signatures in two weeks. Remember, we said, well, heck, if you can get 100,000 signatures in two weeks, why would you be afraid of a vote? And then the next thing you know, they announced we're going to have the vote in November. But the vote was never ne- – I thought the vote wasn't necessary. We, well, we are also thinking in those terms, Steve, because no one really had started doing any digging. No one really was starting to investigate or reading through the, what is it, 3,000-page uh, proposal that FS had presented before the city. 
And as finally, you know, people started digging through what I'm sure at times was minutia that they were reading, that's when we started to realize, well, whoa, 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 wait a second. This really is bad for the city. Well, here's one more from Scott Sherman this morning on Hardwick and Richards. Uh, the basic question, if this is such a no-brainer, why would the council block it? A couple of reasons. You know, San Diego State's been making a bunch of push with people, and labor has been down. You know, Tom Lemon from the uh, building trades unions has been down talking to people and, and telling them that, hey, look, if there's no project labor agreement involved in this thing where the unions build everything and have the, the, the money for the hotel, you know, have the union jobs for the hotels and those type of things that will be constructed down there, then they want the, the other their council members to vote no. Despite 112,000 signatures being collected in two weeks, you know, which is, to me, the expressed will of the people, and by taking this money out, you are denying them and disenfranchising all those voters, not to mention all the people who didn't have a chance to sign the petition because it went by in two weeks and, and nobody got a chance. I mean, I never had a chance to sign that thing because by the time I, I finally was close to finding somebody that, to get that signature done, it was already done and the signatures were gathered. All right. Oh, but, but, wait a, wait but, a but he's second. Also ignoring the fact, and we've had a lot of people call and talk about this in other forums, that one of the reasons they signed this, the petition is they were told that this would also take care of San Diego State. Right. That it was being sold as a joint venture between the FS investors and San Diego State to build a stadium that would I be just, home of both the MLS team and the Aztecs. I find it hard to believe that the councilman who has this whole thing going down in his backyard, i.e. his district, yeah. is having a hard time finding a place to go sign the petition. Are you kidding me? Well, why wouldn't he have been the first one in line? Thank you. Okay, look. <laughs> the, the one thing, and and by the way, we the last oh time, my Lord. the last time we had Scott Sherman on, he called us. He did, uh, and I asked him point blank because there was it's a public story that some of the lobbyists for the FS group had invested in his campaign. I said, "Is that true?" He goes, "Yes, it is true." But then he said, I've had other people invest in my campaign. From the opposition side. From the opposition yes. side. No, he was he was on the up and up as far as that was concerned. So basically what he is saying is, is that the lines are drawn between those that have been supported by the FS group as opposed to those that are being supported by the unions. Oh, yeah. And so there's a clear divide. So the debate is going on all day today again. Uh, Jack Cronin from Kogo is going to join us in our 5 o'clock hour. But this is uh, this craziness. It's going to be Hunger Games. You just watch. All right, let's go uh, Gary right now on Soccer City. Gary, how you doing? Hey, good, guys. Uh, Scott Peterson was too busy looking for that NFL team. He didn't have time to head down. No, to Scott Sherman. Yeah, Scott Peters is a sent, um, <laughs> convicted <laughs> murderer. Thank you. You talk about BS. That guy is uh, full of BS. This Soccer City uh, is, is exactly what you guys have been talking about. It's a bad deal. It's a land grab. It was, it was proposed to give San Diego State a stadium and some room, and basically they used San Diego State to get their petition signed. And I, I hope the city doesn't spend $5 million, because you can still put it on the ballot uh, later on. It's not like you can use the voters aren't Well, not according to the deadline. They have to have a vote in November yeah. because, again, there will not be Soccer City because there will be no MLS team. Remember, Soccer Cities make this infinitely clear. If the MLS does not is not part of this deal, they are forfeiting everything. Even if they get the vote, 
Now, that's what they say publicly. Exactly. But they've also said that the MLS looks at San Diego as this new horizon, this new empire for MLS soccer. Okay, so they're going to turn their backs on it, even if they don't be able, they're not able to hit a deadline this year. And a lot of people are thinking, why can't we just have this vote during the normal cycle in 2018? All right. So they're meeting right now. City Council to discuss whether or not the City Council will approve city funding, $5 million for the special election. But as you heard Scott Sherman say, if they don't get, approve the $5 million, then I guess uh, Soccer City, the FS group, will pay if they want to get it on the ballot. What started out as a great weekend series, it didn't end that way. But we found some sunshine Padres Plus 3 is on deck. Hornberger with you. Mark and Bridge coming up noon today. We have Keenan Allen joining the broadcast. Also, can these Padres get back on track in the desert when they visit the Diamondbacks? We'll talk about it on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Cannons rolling here on this Monday. Looking for your cannon shot of the day. I, I, I got this uh, tweet here, Costa, from Tyson. It says... Guys like you, and he addressed this to both of us. Okay. Are the reason we can't get anything done in San Diego? Totally biased radio is bad radio. Let me let, let's uh, let, let's let's back up a little bit here, Tyson. Did we not say something he wanted to hear before we welcomed San Diego State here at Extra thirteen sixty Fox Sports San Diego from the very get go. Not, you know, midstream. No. From the very get-go, we said the one thing that had to happen for us to support the FS group, they had to have a deal with San Diego State. We we made that clear from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we had Nick Stone from the FS Investors We told here, him to his face. We said, you got to get San Diego State in on this deal. If you want our endorsement, we'll endorse it. We'll, I have no problem with the MLS. But you got to make a deal that works for San Diego State. I told him point blank, my major concern is the future of Aztec football. So I'm not supporting Soccer City if it doesn't include something for San Diego State. I said that three months ago. I'm saying it today. Unless San Diego State is part of the plan, I am not supporting this deal. Let's go to Frederick right now. Frederick, welcome. You're on with the Cannons. Hey, guys. What's up, Frederick? I Hey, good guys. I have a unique perception on this because I, I actually was a Charger season ticket holder for many years, and I'm actually a San Diego State football season ticket holder as, as well as basketball. So I overall uh, support the FS Investors plan. However, I do agree with you that San Diego, it's kind of up to San Diego State, in my opinion, because they're going to need – FS Investors is probably going to need San Diego State's support down yes. the line because mm-hmm. sure. it seems like their support's starting to erode anyway. And so this is a good time for them to step in and try to make you know make peace with FS Investors and say, look, we're going to support you guys, but we got to be in on this plan. Let's put our heads together and make this whole project work. I'm, I'm with you, Frederick. I, I agree. Both yeah. sides need to come together. If FS wants this uh, project to move forward – they got to figure this out with San Diego State. They do. And I know that, you know, they've said the 35 acres, the 33,500-seat right. stadium and stuff. But it's like someone has to come in and, and throw ice-cold water on it and say, more acreage 
And the stadium needs to be 40,000 seats, guys. Give away your the the intimate setting dream of the MLS, whatever the case may be. Well, the MLS, though, has a say. See, that that was what concerned me it, is when Nick well, Stone said, it's not our call yeah, and on that, how big the stadium is. I'm sorry. In my book, it, it, the Aztecs being beholden to what the MLS Board of Governors has to say or rule on, no, that's a terrible deal. All right. Again, Jack Crone is going to be joining us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour from Kogo. Talk about what's going on today with the city council, whether or not they'll approve the $5 million necessary for the special election in November. All right, it's that time. We committed 24 errors. Their pitcher threw a no-hitter against us. But there is some good news. One, two, three. One, two, It's time for Padres Plus Three. Plus Three. The top three highlights from your San Diego Padres. Roll tape. Rock on, Padre Nation. To a whole new generation. To the park, young and old. To be part of the story told. wins in a row yeah their longest winning streak in almost two years and we were out there on friday sort of to uh, kick in that fifth consecutive win on friday well good luck charm in my book if you know what i mean by the way have they played <laughs> since what you call it? yeah okay <laughs> we, uh, we said beforehand we can't give you credit or no, blame either way there. until you next actually are stand. at a next game i don't know did they play since then i think that didn't know yeah, yeah they, 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 i went on saturday oh you did okay yeah oh wait a whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Oh, see? see? Hello, Everybody second. wants to blame me, right? Yeah, but he was yeah, there. Yeah, but they've actually won a game when I went to the Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. he was there. So. Everyone, why don't you turn your microphone off? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get it started. Strike one. In the air to left field, struck pretty well. Quarterby going back onto the track in front of the wall. He'll make the catch and bang into the wall. Holds on to the baseball out there and left, but he is banged up. They have hit it head first on the wall as he made the grab somehow. Stay down, kid. Able to hold on to the baseball. <laughs> stay down, kid. Stay down. What's that? It's not a boxing I match. Mean, it's like, stay down. You're, you're out of it. You're done. You know, it's stay, stay down. down Rock. You've taken enough punishment. <laughs> For the record, yeah. he did stay in the game. He did stay he in the game. Stay, <laughs> stay down. Stay cut down. Me, Lord, cut me. Was this Clubber Lang doing the punishment there? <laughs> Stay down. Stay down. You don't want to get any more hurt. All right, let's move on. Strike two. In the air to deep left field. Off the bat of Hunter Renfro towards the middle supply building. It is gone. Home run. Number 11 for Hunter Renfro. That's the Padres on the board here at the bottom of the fifth. So Renfro continues to hit the ball out, man. You get a sense that this is a guy that someday is going to be a pretty consistent 30 home run hitter. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And just if he just puts it all together. Right. Look out. Yeah, the the errors in right field yeah. though are a little <laughs> yeah. steep, you know. So Did they sew up that hole in his glove? I is mean, is they... there any other team whose right fielder <laughs> leads the team in errors? I would I would venture guess it's not. He's got that powerful arm, but you know, he got and a deep fly ball and uh Runfro dropped another one. <laughs> as long as he hits the long ball. <laughs> That's all. Strike three, you're out. I thought, like, as the outing wore on, was probably just off the edges. Like, for me, his uh, his attack was better today than it was last game. I know you look up the results, don't look a ton different. I did think he attacked more. I thought his body language was good. His direction was good. He was just 
near misses as opposed to last game. I think they were fairly drastic misses. So in one sense, it better. Uh, another sense, like obviously the bar is high as a starter to continue to, to pitch and to win games at the major league level. But uh, I did think there were some positive things there. Well, the problem with Jared Cosart is still throwing strikes. I mean, he just throws, he walks <laughs> too many guys. You just can't. Four innings, three walks, six hits. That's a bad problem. I mean, I understand that Andy Green's job is to put a positive spin, but until this guy consistently starts throwing strikes, you got a problem. And if he can't get to the fifth inning, you got a problem right there. Uh, So the Padres are off today. Yeah, look look who they're playing again, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And they head to Arizona for a three-game series. And uh, the phenom, 2-0 in his first two major league starts, Denelson Lamette is going to get the start tomorrow. He's exciting. I love this kid. Very you got to win the division first, though, Costa. Mm. What? That happened there. He's talking about Arizona. Arizona. He said Arizona. Again, you got to win the division. You're gonna... That's true. That's true. But are, 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 are they getting Arizona out the first two months of the season <laughs> yeah, and that's probably, it? Yeah. Haven't they played them 28 times oh already? Oh, my God. Every other series, it's Arizona. Come on. Would you want to go to Arizona in July? That's true. That's not a bad right, idea. Right in their favor. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Good point. That's yeah. right. So uh, they all open at that series. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. Against the immortal Robbie Ray. Two first name guy. Robbie Ray. <laughs> uh, loser. Doesn't he have a cooking show on TV? It's Rachel. Oh, Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. <laughs> the Sci-Fi Channel. All right, it's time to qualify someone for the cannon shot of the day. <laughs> Drum roll, please. This house. Cannon shot kick up. Text. What Nick said about flipping a switch to another team is why you still have so many following the team still. All right, we get ready for the four for the biggest sports stories of the day. Terrorism in London. What, if, what effect does it have on the sports world? I'll be part of our 4 of 4 coming up next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.